Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Because I wanted to, um, you know, I, I called in early and I, no, I called in early and I wanted to mute myself at first. I've been talking nonstop on mute, by the way, since the show started. <laughs> so no one, so nothing has recorded? No, no, no. We're on air now, but no one heard what I said. So that's oh not too good, Sunday. I mean, I was when waiting I just, for you. That's what I meant. Well, I flew in today, you know, my day, I've been working all week, so my days are kind of all screwed up, so I flew into Louisiana to some of my parents' house, and then I saw that my Twitter thing said, like, broadcast, and I was like, oh, shit, it's Sunday, it's 6 o'clock. So I said, I guess I can call in. So, yeah, I also changed my um, password on Facebook, so when I went to go prepare the show yesterday, it didn't pop up on Facebook, so I didn't tag you, so that's why. Um, sorry, guys, about that little technical malfunction in the beginning. You heard complete blank. But um, this is good because I was totally dogging that bitch out. Um, so David is here. Kyle is here. Dallas is, he has a family engagement, so he's not going to be joining us tonight, but you all heard him last week. Um, so let's talk about you for a second here. You just flew in. To Louisiana. Yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, I was in um, I was in Los Angeles for a work thing mm-hmm. shoot. So um, the shoot that I was on delayed itself, so I had to fly in later. Oh, okay. Like I had to fly so straight. That's been here. your weekend traveling and working. Yes. Oh, that stinks. Boo. Um, so what you guys didn't hear was my review. I um, I worked this yesterday. I've been working six days a week, and I love it. So I worked yesterday, and then after work, I I was pretty busy yesterday. I went to go see Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Um, two and a half hours later, <sighs> yeah, it was good. But this is the last one. Lo- yeah, this is the final one. Oh. But the love story between um, the elf and the dwarf, ah, I just, I'm not there. And after three movies, I should be there. And it's, like, not emotional for me. I like the love story between the elf and um, Orlando Bloom better. Like, he loves her, but she obviously doesn't love him. But I like their relationship. They have more chemistry. 
And it's, you know, uh-huh. with Liv Tyler and um, Viggo Mortensen in the first movie, there was so much chemistry. Like, I loved them from the second they met. And I was invested in that relationship. And this felt really forced. And I didn't, I don't know. It was just weird. But um, And then after I saw the movie, I ran over to um, Ocean State Job Law. I don't know if you guys have that out there. But someone requested that they they specifically requested um, sweatshirts from Ocean State. She wanted sweatshirts. So I went and I got her sweatshirts. And while I was there, I was like, ooh, wait, I can get this. Ooh, wait, I can get this. And then I went to Stop and Shop and I said, ooh, I can get this gift card. So I'm actually done Christmas shopping. Most people got gift cards from me, not because I'm uncreative, but the gift cards that I got were so... They fit the people's personalities, I guess. I don't know. So, um, yeah, and then I went to a party last night, a dinner party with my friend, and a, something came up which leads me to the first topic that we're going to discuss tonight. So there was this man there, and he wanted to joke, you know, and part of his joke, he used the N-word. And I thought, hmm, that's not cool. And then he used it again and again and again. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here right now. So so I didn't play it off like, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to rip your head off for saying that. You know, it's just he shouldn't have said it. End of story, period. So what I did was, you know, I... um. We all were leaving the party, and I was like, okay, bye. I just left. Um, I let my friend know today that what he said wasn't cool and that I didn't appreciate it, and um, I just left it at that. But my my question is, when you're telling a joke as opposed to being really serious, how PC is it to say something like the N-word or the G-word that you call um, an Asian person or the S-word that you call a Spanish person? What are your thoughts, Kyle? Well, this is my first question. What race was the guy that told the joke? White. White. Yeah, then I think I think it's totally inappropriate. I mean, especially because – I mean, if you're at the party, I mean – I. My only thing is that, and this may sound really kind of odd, but it's like, did you know this guy before? I uh, I I know him, but I'm not like I wouldn't call him a friend. Like I know him. I've stayed at. Yep. So my friend Sean yep. was his roommate, and I stayed at his house a couple times. So. Yeah, but does he feel comfortable enough saying that N word in front of you as an African American person? Apparently he Apparently does. Apparently he does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, first, my, my first and foremost, and this is not an excuse to be racist. I'm just saying you have to, when you're telling jokes, you have to know your audience. That's first and mm-hmm. foremost. Right. Second of all, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, it would be. I think I would be uncomfortable in a situation like that, especially if there are people there that I don't know if that's what they are okay with. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure if there's other people there that don't know that say you guys did have this relationship where you where he said it in jest and you were fine with it, but there could be other people in the room that it can make them feel uncomfortable, you know? Right, right. And there was somebody that we never met before, neither one of us, 
two people actually that neither one of us met. And then there was somebody else that we did meet, but either way, he doesn't know me that well to say something like that. Right. Number one. And number right. two, I don't think I have any friends that say that <laughs> even joking. And, um, well, uh, I, I did think about this way. Was the word necessary to tell the joke? Um, that word is never necessary to tell the joke. Well, then, see? Uh, but, then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, here's the thing. And somebody brought this up. Um, well, first of all, this is why Rosie and Whoopi were arguing, because Rosie felt that, um, you know, some, something somebody said was racist, and Whoopi said, you know, how do you know what racism is? You're a white woman. She said, Whoopi. I'm a gay white woman. I know about racism because I've experienced it as, you know, not race, but being a gay woman. She's like, that's not the same. Um, I feel it is, number one. But number two, somebody at the party said, well, you can call me a cracker or a honky. And I said, "Mm, do you really know what those mean? Have I told you what those two terms mean? Did I, Kyle? No. Oh, Not that okay. I'm aware of. So, so when you um, when you say the word cracker to a white person, mostly you guys don't mind it, but it actually means the crack of the whip. And so you are the one cracking the whip, so a.k.a. you're the cracker. So not a saltine. Correct. <laughs> not a saltine. <laughs> um, and then... With the word um, honky, it means when the guys, the white guys used to go to the ghettos to get the black prostitutes, they would honk their horns a couple of times, like a certain number of times, and then the black prostitutes would come out. So okay. it's not good to ever call yourselves cracker or honky, just to let you know. It's really bad. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. So... I just feel like, I don't know, I just I, I just don't feel comfortable with people making those kinds of, you can make fun of somebody's hair, you can make fun of somebody's outfit, you can make fun of, like, how they, like, walk or whatever. Maybe Maybe not even the way they walk, but the thing you shouldn't ever make fun of somebody is if their sexual orientation and their race. No one can control those two things. So why the hell do people find it funny to make fun of it? It's not like you can say, oh, you're straight, <laughs> a freaking breeder. You know, there's no joke to that. So right. when people say, you know, the, the gay jokes, it's just like, why even go there? What's the point? I don't know. Um, so speaking of sexual orientation... Um, well, not really sexual orientation. Um, I guess this would be under the sexual identity category. I don't know if many people know this, but if you see pictures of Shiloh Jolie Pitt when she goes to premieres for her parents, she's always in a tuxedo. She's always got a tie on. She's always looking very masculine with her short boy haircut. Well, around the age of three, she told her parents, I want you to call me John. She considers herself a boy, and her wow. parents are totally cool with it. Yeah. She's eight now, so she's been living this John life her whole, you know, since she was three, so five years. How freaking brave, you know? 
She's in the spotlight more than any other kid, I think, celebrity kid in America, in the world probably. And this girl, she just, I'm John. So everybody in the family calls her John. No one calls her Shiloh. Um, also, I found out that Annette Benning and Warren Beatty's kid, her name is Catherine Elizabeth uh, Beatty. She's actually been transitioning since she was 14. So yeah. um, that was huge. You know, she, she's now Stephen. And her parents, completely supportive. Um, now, who would think of anybody, Playboy, you know, Warren Beatty would ever have a child that was transgendered? You know, it's the same with Cher. You know, Cher famously, you know, supported her her son, Chaz Bono. But I, I guess it's like you don't think of Hollywood people going through that stuff. You think of people, normal people like us going through that stuff because, you know, we had the real problems, you know, and they those kids have everything at their disposal. So you don't think that they would have any type of problems or whatnot. So I just wanted to get your take on that, Kyle. What do you think of, you know, the celebrity I, parents? And I just think it's kind of cool that it's like they're, they're that accepting. It's to kind of show that, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, even Sherry even talked about how, like, at the beginning she did have issues with it because mm-hmm. it's her child, no matter, no right. matter that she's, Supportive of the gay community, one hundred percent. It's still her child, right. and, you know. You, you're a parent. I mean, you got sometimes everything else just goes on hold to your normal instincts. But she, she turned around. Same thing with, same thing with Linda Carlisle when her son came out. She was not very, you know, she was just taken aback for a bit, and then she kind of let it sink in, and she realized she wants her. At the end of the day, she wants her son to be happy. So good. Mm-hmm. I applaud parents like Cher, and then especially like Annette Benning and Warren Beatty. That's like this is their child's decision, and they, they, you know, they're letting their child know themselves more than they're trying to tell them, oh, no, you should be this. It's like, you feel you are this way, so then I'm going to support you because you know yourself better than we do. You know, you're in there, not we, not in there. You are, you know? So it's kind of cool. Right. You know? Right. I, I, um, I just think it's so cool to – maybe cool isn't the word. I just think it kind of makes the celebrities human when they go through something other right. than – you know, their perfect lives, you know. Not that I don't ever want them to go through strife or whatever, but I think, like, to your point, as a parent, you kind of, you know, I want my child to be happy, healthy, all this other stuff. So thinking that they could ever be hurt or upset or anything like that, you know, by being gay or trans, you know, there's so much discrimination I can see their point now, you know, and, and I can see why they would be a little hesitant, you know, like how Cher was struggling with it, not because she's homophobic or anything like that, but because she's scared for her kid. I can get it I, now. What I was just going to say also is that it's less about, like, how is this going to reflect on me as a celebrity? Right. Or as a celebrity, right. they're based, they put the fact that they're that intelligent and intuitive enough to put that aside, and the first thing that they thought about was, like, being a parent, like, how, are you going to be happy mm-hmm. and stuff like that? So that's another reason to applaud it, where it's less like um, you're going to shame Cher, you're going to shame Warren Beatty, you're going to shame, you right. know, um, Angelina Jolie. They could care less about what other people think about them. They're more worried about mm-hmm. the, the the well-being and happiness of their children, which speaks volumes. 
if you're going to come out as trans, you want Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt as your parents. Like, let's just be honest. Like, Angelina came out as bisexual a long time ago. And Brad Pitt, I mean, he just has the persona of being the most accepting nice guy ever. So, I mean... Well, I, I mean, I mean, we have to think about earlier transgender, like think of the Arquettes. You know, Alexis Arquette went through full mm-hmm. transformation, too, you know? He did, so, and yeah. They, and, they, and, they've, and that family has, nothing, has been nothing but supportive. Yeah, they have. I'm just, I, I'm just glad to see that Hollywood families are doing well with it instead of, you know, the whole drama of kicking them out and you disappoint me and all that stuff. It just, it helps other people, other, quote, normal people like us, see these celebrities and say, okay, well, maybe this could happen for me, you know? Maybe it does get better, you know, like Dan Savage said. So I, I just think that's great. Um, another topic that really, speaking of Hollywood, really kind of irked me and everybody else, I think a lot of people, a lot of moviegoers are really pissed off about this. So there's been this big push, just like normal for this James Franco, Seth Rogen collaboration called The Interview. And The Interview is about James Franco being a fake TV host, and he gets people to say, celebrities to say their deep, dark secrets on camera. And, you know, there's a hilarious interview with um, Rob Lowe. You know, Eminem comes out as gay. Like, it it was supposed to be really like a satire. Well, Kim Jong-un has um, contacted them saying that he wants to do an interview with them and show the world he's not some crazy dictator. So when the FBI gets word of this, or CIA, one of those two, I can't remember, they say, well, while you're interviewing him, we want you to kill him. And he's like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, mm, you kind of have to for America. So he decides to do this. That's his mission, to get the interview and kill him. So North Koreans are protesting this. They're all upset. And then hackers. Hackers come, and they infiltrate Sony. Now, they've already infiltrated Sony as far as emails, where we're speaking of Angelina Jolie. One of the emails of the big executive, her name is Amy Pascal, said that Angelina Jolie was a talentless brat, you know, and really dogged Angelina. Well, the, I guess these same hackers went into Sony got the movie, and I don't know what they did. Did they release it online or something? I don't know. They did something. And then all of a sudden they said, well, if anybody goes to see the interview, we're going to shoot everybody in the theater. So Sony's like, okay, we're taking it out of theaters. We're canceling the premiere. We're not going to release it. Uh, huh? What? Um, we just gave in to terrorists, number one, which we were – adamant we'd never do. But number two, how do we let people dictate to us about a fictional movie? They haven't even seen the movie, but they just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I don't know. I, I kind of joke about it and thinking maybe that's a sign that we shouldn't be seeing the movie after all. Maybe it's not that good. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you're right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. We're giving in to terrorism for some reason. It's like, what else is going to happen, you know? It's kind of well, crazy. Another side effect, speaking of what else can happen, Paramount decides, oh, Team America, World Police? Yeah, we're going to pull that. I'm like, no, really? No, I think you... <laughs> No, I think you got it messed up. I think theaters were pulling out of playing the interview because of the threat, and then they were going to show Team America instead. And then no. they decided that was just not going to happen. No. Paramount actually did say that they didn't want to do it. They they actually pulled Team America. Let me just see where that is. Um, yeah, both of them happened. Some theaters were saying that about... Um, the interview, so Sony said, well, you can decide if you want to play it or not. We're going to leave it up to the, the theater houses. And then they just actually decided, they said, you know what, we're just going to not release it at all. That's that's what they decided. What is up with Sony, by the way? They've been, like, they haven't been doing good, good this year. I mean, hmm. I don't know. I, I'm just I don't know. I'm con- wait, wait a minute. Why are we even talking about Team America? That came out in like 2004. Like, oh, because Kim Jong Un is in that. That's right. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Interesting. I think it's weird that. Um, oh, that was by Sony too. I think not Paramount. Sorry. Um, hmm. Um, that's strange. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's the conspiracy of Hollywood. Um, now that we got all those disgusting topics out of the way, let's talk about something that we both know very well. I was, um gonna go see Annie today, but then I got an email from AMC that if I go see it on Christmas, that I will get an Annie scarf, so of course I'm gonna see it on Christmas. Um, sorry, Meryl, I'll just have to see your movie the next day. Um, I want my damn Annie scarf. Oh my God. So, I, I'm, shut up, don't judge me. So I'm walking around, you know, the apartment talking to my, my roommate Rose and whatever, and she's watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Guess who came on? I'll give you one guess. What? Eileen Davidson. Hello. Hello. I haven't seen it yet. I only T-voted because I was out of town all week. Oh, whatever. So Lisa Renna's like with her big lips. She's like, oh, my God. Thank you. I wanted to congratulate you on your Emmy. Oh, my God. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, Rose, are those lips real? She's like, no. I go, I think they might be. Um, and then she was, Eileen was talking about the show and how she, you know, loves her job and how she gets to play pretend and how she um, gets to make out with a guy in a steam room and then do something else. And she was just really going on about Young the Restless. It's weird. Seeing her, like, I don't know if she's being her or if she's being the character Eileen. Like, is this another character? Kind of like Kristen had, like, all those other characters on days. Like, 
is this really Eileen? I don't know. It's just kind of strange seeing her on, like, a reality show because we all know it's not really real. So, um, yeah, so I just, hmm. But you taped it, you said? Yeah, I mean, I saw the episode before the last one because I know it comes on later in the week and I was gone. So I saw the one where Lisa Rinna had, I saw Eileen Davidson's first two episodes, but I haven't seen anything as of yet. So I'm missing behind one. But I did, when I was in L.A., go to Pump, and Lisa Vanderpump and Ken were there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember you talked, you said, oh, guess who I saw? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was Pump? It's, you know, it's overdone. <laughs> Yeah. Expensive and like drinks that are not worth it. So I mean it's a it's a nice old venue. It's around the corner of Sunset and um oh, I for, Sunset and um shit, I forgot the other cross street. But it's right there. Right in, it's with two doors down from the Abbey. So it's in the best location. Hmm. hmm. Um what was I gonna tell you? So I'm not going to bore you with, um, of course, you know the reason why I brought it up, because it's Y&R, but I'm not going to bore you with the Y&R talk. Um, Yay. Sort of getting, shut up, bitch. It's sort of getting good, but um, tell me what's going on in Port Charles, if you even watched it, because you've been so busy. I am a week and a half behind, so. Oh, my God. (laughs) tell you. I know, I've been busy. Get your shit together. I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm busy having a life. I'm busy having a life. Well, whatever. And working, and working. Ugh, yeah. Well, you know what, bitch? I'm working 58 hours a week, and I still have time. Okay. (laughs) Um, Have you watched any shows this week? No. No TV oh at all. Oh, my God. <gasps> um, so I'm kind of obsessed again. It's like a, a renewed obsession with um, Jonathan Scott and Property Brothers. Um, yeah. This week I just watched his – he and his brother were making over their own home. And I thought it was so interesting because – some of the things that happen on the show that I complain about, the regular show, um, Property Brothers, where, well, they already own the home, so they can't, like, make a bid on a different home. But, like, there would be problems that come up, and they're like, oh, we aren't prepared for that. And then, this is what really irked me. So, as they're doing, they have a budget. They didn't tell us the budget, obviously. But as they're redoing the home... Jonathan would add on stuff, and and Drew would be like, mm, I, don't, I don't think we should do that. And Jonathan's like, no, 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 we definitely should. So I tweet him, I'm like, you know what? You can never complain about somebody coming to you with last-minute design changes or structural changes because you just did it on your own show. And he retweeted back, you know what? Sometimes it happens. <laughs> I was like, yes, I love them. But it was just interesting to see them working with each other because it was like they kind of bickered a little bit more and they were kind of like competitive. And I don't know, it's something that you didn't see 
in Property Brothers. You, you saw it at Brothers at Home. It was kind of cool. So I'm obsessed with him again, and I love him, and I'm going to marry him. So that's it. I just wanted you to know that you're invited to the wedding. Perfect. Um, yeah. So what else have I seen this week? It's been a bunch of season finales, and a lot of my friends at work are, like, really ticked off that, you know, season finale or mid-season finales are the new thing. They're really ticked off about that. But um, some new shows are going to be starting in January, like mid-season replacements for any shows that were canceled. Are you um, looking forward to any of those? I don't even know what they are. That's unfortunate. Oh, my God. Where is Marry Me, by the way? I kind of stopped watching it. Ay, ay, ay. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. And I really got a lot of heat because, well, not a lot, just mostly from my friends. But I have to say it. How the hell is Mindy Kaling Project still on the air and... I'm just going to say it. Happy Endings is gone. How does that happen? That I can't answer. I wish I knew. I cannot stand her. Or um, that Brooklyn Nine-Nine show. They need to both go off somewhere and make room for my shows. Um, (laughs) Sorry. So... Sorry, this might be a short show unless you have more topics. No, I guess I was thinking it has to be a short show. Just with the holiday coming up and me back home and stuff, yeah. I was I wanted to give as much as I could. And it's like I just feel so lame sitting here. It's like, oh shoot, I have not seen anything on television. There's no big. The only the only big thing that I was talking to, I had lunch with a friend of mine this morning when I landed in New Orleans, and we talked about um, Oprah confessing about the Bill Cosby thing on her own series. I thought that was not real. Oh, no? No, that was a fake, um, it, it came on, oh, what's that website? It was on the website. Fire Die? That it, mm, no, it was like, it started with an an N. Not, um, oh, I can't remember, but the whole website is fake. Um, or I oh. definitely would have said something about that. But it's, um, yeah, she, she didn't. She didn't. At least oh. that's not what I... Heard. Oh, yeah, it's hmm. fake. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's real, honey bun. Oh, well, never mind. Um, he... Oh, it's Snoops. Wow, I was so off. Um, Snoops.com. It, it's a, a fictional website, and they, they create stories, so... Um... But, yeah, you're right. That would have been a, a big, huge scandal. She's interviewing yeah. Michael Sam tonight, I think. So that will be interesting to see. And one of her, her lead questions will be, do you think you, you're not getting hired because you're not good or because you're gay? So I can't wait to see that interview. So, oh, yeah, I think we're going to, um, like you said, for the holidays, cut this short, right? Any final words? Um, no, I just wish everybody a very happy, happy holiday, and it'll be starting over in 2015 and seeing where this life's going to take us on that route, you know? I can't wait for the yeah. damn year to be over. I love this year. 
Um, one reflection well, of the year. You're one of the few. <laughs> hey, both. Well, not not the whole year, but um, part of the year, you you were you know struggling a little. You, you were a little scared, and it turned around for you. But a year ago for me, I was coming up on my last unemployment check. I didn't right. have a job. I was living in a miserable work living environment and now a year later a year later just a year i have a great job i have a great apartment i like my roommate i'm doing things that i want to do for a change and i don't know i'm just i'm grateful for 2014 it really was my year to get back on my feet and so i think 2015 is going to be the year that i blossom you know so very excited for 2015. But uh, yes. as Kaz mentioned, we're just going to take a break next week, and we're going to come back hopefully with Dallas, you bitch. Um, and the three oh. of us are going to have a powwow. So. That off, he's off having a life. <laughs> Ugh, what a bitch. You know, like, oh, I got a husband. I have obligations. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Kyle, thanks again for joining. No problem. And I so will Wendy, talk to everyone. Wendy, wait, Go ahead. wait, have you looked, we looked at a calendar and think when's the next time we're going to get together? Um, I am thinking it would be, let me just, they are January fourth. Yes. Sorry, I was supposed to say that. January fourth would be the um, our first show of the year. Oh, and just to let you know, um, my my bestie Brandon is listening. Hi, Brandon. Love you. Um, he also uh, pointed out that the reason why Rosie O'Donnell was fighting so strong for racism is because she is raising. Um, a black child, so she witnesses it every day from other people towards her child, so that's another reason why she was, you know, so passionate about it. But I just wanted to give him a shout-out, because I know he's listening to Hey Girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I do talk to him like that. We are so fun. I love him. So, uh, thanks again for joining me, and we will talk in 2015. Definitely. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archive shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.